chapter 1. The philosophy of the Enlightenment. The 18th century. In European history, the years from 1715 to 1789 constitute a relatively stable period between two more tumultuous eras. The grandiose ambitions and successive wars of Louis XIV ended with his death in 1715. Seventy-four years later, in 1789, the meeting of the States General opened the turbulent era of the French Revolution and Napoleon. These two dates, 1715 and 1789, are frequently accepted as marking off the 18th century as a coherent and recognizable period in European annals. It should be remembered, however, that the stream of history does not conform readily to a chronological pattern. To suggest definite dates for the beginning and end of an historical period is to ignore the continuity of history. The years 1715 and 1789 should be accepted only as approximate limits. Nevertheless, it is possible to recognize characteristics in 18th century Europe that give the age an individual and recognizable pattern. It was a century of dynastic intrigues, commercial rivalry, and intellectual ferment, when the stream of history pursued its slow-moving course toward the unexpected cataract of 1789. The years from 1715 to 1789 afford, for the most part, a chronicle of barren diplomacy and abortive wars. French art and arms, which had carried the fame of Louis XIV to the corners of Europe, suffered a slow decline under his successor, Louis XV, the well-beloved. Spain, ruled by a Bourbon after 1701, became a satellite of France and shared its decline. Italy was a collection of petty states under Habsburg or Bourbon princelings. In Austria, the Habsburgs clung tenaciously to their disunited positions and waning prestige. Alone of the continental powers, Prussia and Russia made important gains. Under Frederick the Great, 1740-1786, the Prussian state doubled in area and population, and Russia, pressing forward on the Baltic, in Poland, and along the Danube, assumed for the first time a prominent role in European affairs. These were developments fraught with important consequences for the 19th century. But in the 18th, they scarcely disturbed the even tenor of the old regime. It was an age of professional diplomats and professional armies, a cynical age when every man was presumed to have his price, and the ends sought were commercial gain or dynastic advantage, a formal age of order and etiquette and elegance. A hundred years earlier, men had still rushed to battle in the heat of religious fervor. But religion and warfare alike had grown less intense and more conventionalized. The battalions of the 18th century marched and fought like automatons in the grip of a rigid discipline until they went down to defeat before a horde of ragamuffins shouting the Marseillaise. 
Intellectually and culturally, the period after the death of Louis XIV in 1715 was still dominated by French influences, a consequence of the ascendancy enjoyed by France during his lifetime. Richelieu's dream of making the king supreme in France and France supreme in Europe had come to realization in the glory of the Sun King. Even though the political hegemony of France was undermined by the Peace of Utrecht in 1713, Paris remained throughout the 18th century the intellectual capital of Europe, and French the language of culture and diplomacy.